Hi, it's Rachel Cook, your modern mentor. And today I'll be talking about how to do a good old spring cleaning, but not of your closet, of your mind. Here in the Northeastern US, spring has finally sprung. It's sunny, breezy, delightful, and time for a spring cleaning. I used to dread the spring cleaning, the switching out of seasonal clothes, the wiping down of fans, the whole drill. It was a chore, a total drain of my energy and time. But one day, a few years ago, I realized how much lighter I felt post-cleaning. That annual process I dreaded, it actually left me feeling refueled and ready to tackle the next big thing. And I wondered if I could get that same sense of energy and renewal for my work life, not to mention in general, with a little spring cleaning of the mind. Why clean out your mental closet? Our closets can get overwhelmed by an accumulation of things. So too can our minds. Unfortunately, unlike with excess shoes, clothes, and accessories, there's no charity organization or resale shop waiting to take in your mental clutter. When I realized that my brain was suffering from an accumulation of unused junk, I roughed out a process and took myself through a professional spring cleaning. And it was a win. Not only have I done a mental spring cleaning every year since, but I've also developed a version that leaders can use with their teams. Are you ready to spring clean your mind? Awesome. Let's do it. Start by setting yourself up for success. This exercise can deliver a little value or a ton. But if you're here for a ton, then let's start by setting you up for maximum success. A great setup means focusing on three key factors. First, your mindset. Look at this as an opportunity for renewal. Not only is it a chance to let go of anything that isn't functioning anymore, but it's also an opportunity to dial up the things that are working. This process should feel like a gift, not a chore. Tell yourself this until you believe it. Next, give yourself time, the time to be reflective. You don't want to race through this exercise. It should feel thoughtful and intentional. I typically set aside two to three hours, sometimes in a single block or sometimes in smaller chunks. Whatever works for you is great. And finally, Clear a space. Try to be somewhere where you're unlikely to be distracted. Move physical clutter out of the way and ask anyone, big or small, who shares your space to steer clear of you. This isn't a meditation retreat. Nothing has to be perfect. But try to separate yourself from real life as much as you can. And now you're ready. So let's get you renewed. The process I use both for myself and with my clients is comprised of four components. The first is celebrate and clear out the past. A great renewal begins with letting go of what's no longer serving us. It gives us a clean slate, but letting go can be hard. So I borrowed an insight from Marie Kondo. A few years ago, her magical KonMari method of home organizing took the world by storm. And one of the unique tenets of her method is the idea of honoring the past, expressing gratitude for what has served us. In a HuffPo interview, licensed clinical psychologist Dr. Yuko Hanakawa explains that by treating your items with respect, kindness, and gratitude, you're enhancing the spirit of the given item. From that perspective, you're respecting the spirit of the items that you're letting go of with gratitude instead of getting rid of them with negativity or force. I've adapted this concept into my own process. This spring renewal is about, in part, letting go of things no longer serving us. 
Instead of items, we express gratitude to projects, practices, and habits that helped us get to where we are, but are no longer serving a purpose. So honor what served you previously, find a way to express gratitude for it getting you this far, and then find a way to let it go. For me, in years past, I've celebrated but let go of things like working with an amazing coach who had supported me, but who I'd outgrown, or reading every how-to book on starting a business because mine was finally started, or offering that free introductory session to new clients, which I no longer needed to do because I was succeeding. I was able to appreciate the value each of these had delivered for me. Then I thanked them for their service and let them go with grace. Next, define your secret sauce. Now that you've cleared out space in your intellectual closet, the next step is to identify what makes you truly stand out. You want to be clear and purposeful, so you can choose a handful of things you really want to dial up. For me, there's a lot I can do. I've built training programs on various leadership topics, and I've done it well. I'm a good teacher, but I've realized I'm an excellent facilitator. I can teach a team how to do a thing. But what I really love is facilitating the dialogue that enables the team to decide the right thing for them, for their organization. Whether it's about defining an operating model or determining how best to lead their teams through change, I love providing a framework and then facilitating the build of a powerful action plan. This is an important insight for me. It helps me focus on which projects and clients to pursue and which to refer to my amazing colleagues. I don't just want to be good. I want to shine. We all deserve to shine. So what about you? What do you do well and what do you do that knocks people over? Figure out a way to dial up the ladder. What do you need more of in your life? Next, identify detractors. Let's identify anything that distracts you from focusing on your secret sauce. I'm not talking about quick breaks you take to call a friend or watch a cat video. You deserve those. I'm talking about things you do as part of your workday that are inhibiting and not delivering value. Are you spending too many hours a week in meetings that don't really require you? Are you managing a dashboard no one looks at? Do you talk too often to a colleague who's grumpy or cynical and might be bringing you down? Think long and hard about where you're spending your time and what activities may be keeping you off purpose. For me, as my business began to grow, I realized I was spending too much time on administrative work. I finally hired an accountant and I'm now on the hunt for a virtual assistant. Getting clear on what holds you back can really help inform your choices on how best to move forward. And finally, commit to habits and practices. Now it's time to reflect on what you've learned and to establish some new practices that'll keep you on purpose and on track. Maybe you commit to declining one meeting per week to start and see how it feels. Or maybe you decide to repurpose your old commute time as listening to a business podcast time. Maybe you set aside some time each week to network, or an hour a day to walk, or maybe you start and maintain a bullet journal to keep you focused. This is not an exercise in goal setting. Your focus should be on specific practices, things you can see and satisfyingly check off once you've accomplished them. There are no right or wrong answers, as long as you're making choices with purpose and intention. Here are some of the practices I've personally committed to over the years. 
I do quarterly check-ins with each member of my secret circle of mentors. I send a relevant article per week to a past or current client. This keeps me top of mind while adding value for them. I do monthly progress checks against my goals to determine where I'm on track and where I need to make change. And I do a weekly personal celebration by listing everything I accomplished that week that left me feeling proud. Celebrating myself keeps me motivated. And there you have my four-step process for my intellectual spring cleaning. It leaves me refreshed and revived every time. I hope you'll take advantage and run your own. Oh, and a little insider secret? Mental spring cleaning works in any season. Anytime you're feeling the slog of overwhelm, give this process a try and let me know how it goes. Have a question I can answer? Check out all the links in my bio for ways you can reach me. You can also visit my website at leadabovenoise.com or follow me on the Modern Mentor podcast page on LinkedIn, where I share exclusive tips, videos, and musings. Join me next week for another great episode. Until then, thanks so much for listening and have a successful week.